Hello, this is Cody Sturge with the pastor at Joy Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. This is a radio ministry, podcast ministry of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. We're thankful that you've tuned in today as we're preaching through God's Word. We're praying God's Word will speak to your heart as it's preached and taught from the pulpit of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. In your Bibles tonight, Esther chapter number 6, Esther chapter number 6, and as we made our way now into the 6th chapter of this book of the Bible, the main character, of course, is Esther, but uh, we know some other characters, King Ahasuerus, who is the king at this time, and he rules over 127 provinces in this part of Persia, and uh, Ahasuerus makes a terrible mistake. He asked his wife, Vashti, uh, at a drunken party to uh, display her beauty. And Vashti says, no way, Jose. And uh, so Vashti is excommunicated, expelled, and no longer the queen. Uh, Ahasuerus calls for all of the fair, beautiful virgins of the land to be brought together. And out of a large group of ladies that are presented to him, he chooses one, the character of our book, Esther. Esther is a Jew. She keeps this a secret. And Ahasuerus, even as we come to chapter number six of the book of Esther, he doesn't, she doesn't, uh, he doesn't know yet that he, she is a Jew. Esther has a uh, a father like figure, often referred to as her, his as her uncle. wasn't exactly her uncle, but Mordecai was the man that God had charged with raising Esther. And we've come to a place now where Haman is the bad guy. We've got the other character, Haman. Haman, he is bad news. I spent a lot of time last week talking about Haman, and Haman ultimately built his own gallows. And Haman, this really bad guy hates Mordecai because Mordecai would not bow when everybody else around is bowing. Uh, Mordecai wouldn't bow to Haman. And uh, it made Haman so angry that Haman's decided that the best thing to do is not only punish Mordecai, but have all the Jews in King Ahasuerus's uh, provinces put to death. And so it's a difficult moment. There, in about a year's time, uh, the command that has come from Haman under the authority of Ahasuerus is that on a certain day, in about a year's time, all the Jews are going to be put to death. And so we meet up and we see Mordecai in sackcloth and ashes worried and concerned and praying and uh, burdened because all of his people are going to be put to death. And then you've got Esther who has been placed in a place of authority and opportunity, the Bible says, for such a time as this. And we come as we change from chapter 5 into chapter 6, it really is a tense moment for uh, Mordecai, for the Jews, for Esther. It's a tense moment. And there's a lot of things up in the air. There's a lot of variables way, way out of Esther and Mordecai and the Jews' control. And when we come to chapter number six, there's such a beautiful reminder to God's people through the story of Mordecai and Esther and Haman, that bad dude. Such a great lesson for us to remind us and remember. Tonight's message is titled this, Don't Forget God is at Work. Don't forget God 
is at work. And when we come to this moment, Haman, who is really second in command uh, in the, this kingdom under Ahasuerus, Haman is so mad at the end of chapter number five, he has uh, taken the advice and counsel of his wife and his friends, and he has built a set of gallows. And Haman's plan is tomorrow morning, before I go and have a second banquet with the king and Queen Esther, tomorrow morning, I'm going to air my grievance to the king and I'm going to have Mordecai hanged on the gallows that I had built last night. But don't forget, God is at work. Let's read together chapter number six of the book of Esther. We'll begin in verse number one. On that night could not the king sleep. And he commanded to bring the book of records of the chronicles and they were read before the king. And it was found written that Mordecai had told of Bigthana and Teresh, two of the king's chamberlains, the keepers of the door, who sought to lay hand on the king Ahasuerus. And the king said, What honor and dignity hath been done to Mordecai for this? Then said the king's servants, That ministered unto him, There is nothing done for him. And the king said, Who is in the court? Now Haman was come into the outward court of the king's house to speak unto the king to hang Mordecai on the gallows that he had prepared for him. And the king's servants said unto him, Behold, Haman standeth in the court. And the king said, Let him come in. So Haman came in, and the king said unto him, What shall be done unto the man whom the king delighteth to honor? Now Haman thought in his heart, to whom would the king delight to do honor more than to myself? And Haman answered the king, For the man whom the king delighteth to honor, let the royal apparel be brought which the king useth to wear, and the horse that the king rideth upon, and the crown royal which is set upon his head. And let this apparel and horse be delivered to the hand of one of the king's most noble princes, that they may array the man with all whom the king delighteth to honor. And bring him on horseback through the street of the city and proclaim before him, thus shall it be done to the man whom the king delighteth to honor. Then the king said to Haman, make haste and take the apparel and the horse as thou hast said and do even so to Mordecai the Jew that sitteth at the king's gate. Let nothing fail of all that thou hast spoken. <laughs> then took Haman the apparel and the horse and arrayed Mordecai and brought him on horseback through the street of the city and proclaimed before him, Thus shall it be done unto the man whom the king delighteth to honor. And Mordecai came again to the king's gate. But Haman hasted to his house mourning and having his head covered. And Haman told Zeresh, his wife, and all his friends everything that had befallen him. Then said his wise men and Zeresh, his wife, unto him, if Mordecai be of the seed of the Jews, before whom thou hast begun to fall, thou shalt not prevail against him, but shalt surely fall before him. And while they were yet talking with him, came the king's chamberlains and hasted to bring Haman unto the banquet that Esther had prepared. And uh, what a 
fascinating chapter of scripture. I want to say fun. I love this story and I love this turn of events. Now the carnal side of me, when I, I can't, and I've mentioned this before, but I can't wait to get to heaven because I'm certain God has got a system better than our video system. But I really want to see Haman's face when he has plotted and planned the perfect reward for himself the ultimate honor for himself. I just can't wait to see his face when the king says, all right, all that great honor that you want to bestow on a man you want to honor. He says, do it to Mordecai. I can't wait to see his face. How many of you are like me? I just can't wait to see what Haman's face looked like. Uh, Boy, Haman just got gutted right there on the spot. Now, the carnal side of me rejoices because Haman gets what's coming to him. Uh, The spiritual side of me actually needs to and has to mourn inside uh, a bit because Haman, Haman is so deceived by self, so deceived by his flesh. He's so overcome with his own rotten wickedness. He gets what he deserves, but my heart breaks. He's made such a mess. But old Haman, uh, he makes a big mess. Something we need to remember is don't forget God is at work. God is at work. Let's just begin here. We'll work our way through this passage of scripture. Verse number one, the Bible says this, on that night could not the king sleep. And he commanded to bring the book of records of the chronicles and they were read before the king. Look at the Bible says on that night. Now, when we read the book of Esther, we see over and over and over again, the providence of God at work. And I want to remind you something. Point number one is this, that God is at work in life's details. God is at work in life's details. You see, when we think about the details and the issues and the things that are going on in our lives, we see them one at a time in a short period. But God understands is working to gather all things for our good. I'm reminded of a story I heard, and I can relate to this because I remember as a child crawling around under the quilting rack. How many of you know what I'm talking about when you talk about the quilting rack? And my grandmother many times had had groups of ladies over and, and until she was way up in years, she had groups of ladies that came over and they quilted together. And I remember as a child seeing what the quilt looked like from the underside of the rack. Uh, you look at the underside of the quilt and the underside of the quilt is a bunch, is an array of weird looking uh, strings dangling here and there and everything and it doesn't make perfect sense. But if you look at only from the underside, you think, my, this is a mess. But when you get up and you get tall enough to see down on the quilt, then you can understand that there's a lot of purpose in all the mess that you can see from the underside. And when we think about the way God is working, I'm not telling you that I can understand everything God is doing all the time. I don't even begin to try. But I can rest in the fact that we know that God is working all things together for good. And from the heavenly perspective, the details of life are being worked out by God and he is good and he loves you. And in Esther and Mordecai's situation and the Jew situation this time, even old wicked Haman and Ahasuerus, when I see Ahasuerus, I think he's just a big dummy. He's just a big dummy. But God is at work. And it happens on this night that King Ahasuerus can't sleep. 
It's fascinating. Charles Spurgeon said this about Ahasuerus. He said, Ahasuerus is master of 127 provinces, but not master of 10 minutes of sleep. I'm fascinated to think about that. I don't care how big we get on this earth, we have not even begun to have any type of power or authority. About the time you start to feel real big and bad and proud, you remember something. You have no control over the weather. You have no control over the genetics that are inside of your body that are producing good things and even bad things. But God does. And folks, we shouldn't be afraid when we realize God's in control. If you're submissive to King Jesus, you should rejoice in the fact that God is in control. You should rest in the fact that God's in control because I don't know about you, but I know for a fact, if I'm in control, I'd make a big mess. But God is at work in life's details. On this particular night, the very night that... uh, Haman has been counseled by his wife and his friends to build a gallows to hang Mordecai on tomorrow. On that night, Ahasuerus couldn't sleep. On that night when Mordecai and Esther and the Jews were all in turmoil and it was a turning point in the transition, on that night, Ahasuerus couldn't sleep. And I'm encouraged to know that God is moving and working and has that kind of power and control That he can even call someone of great power to lose sleep one night in order to put into play and orchestrate the events that are best for you and I and God's people. God's at work in life's details that night. The Bible says on that night he could not sleep. And he commanded to bring the book of records, the chronicles, and they were read before the king. Now, I think that's kind of fascinating. What did uh, Ahasuerus decide? He's having a little bit of sleeplessness on this particular night. And what does he decide to do? Now, this is the king. He could call for anything. He's got, uh, he's got a multitude of wives and concubines. He's got access to anything literary or entertaining in the, uh, available at that moment in history. But for some reason on that night, he calls for that book, the book of the Chronicles, a book of records that have been recorded. Not only did he call for the book of Chronicles, but he called for the book of Chronicles and the book of Chronicles is opened up to an event that occurred some five years ago. Thank you for listening today to Keep Thy Heart Daily. This is a ministry of faith of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. For more Bible preaching, visit us at chilhoweebaptistchurch.com or download our app wherever you get your apps, Chilhowee Baptist Church. God bless you. I hope you have a wonderful day.